0: Hey guys, welcome back to Untucked. On this episode, we are going to discuss uh, the forums in which people choose to ask for financial advice. Um, We are going to talk about personal money habits and how they're formed, and then uh, vacation rental horror stories. Enjoy. The opinions expressed on this podcast are our own, and they do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome to episode 72 of Untucked. This is Megan.
1: And Mike. And
2: this is Jeff. So you guys probably know, I have like two fun facts that you probably know both of them, but I'm going to throw them out. My backup is in case you know the first one, obviously. Okay. So did you know that like hot water freezes faster than cold water? No. Interesting. You had to have known that as an ice hockey I guy. I feel like
1: I know that for some reason. Like, why else would they use hot water with the Zamboni? to cut the ice? Yeah,
2: yeah. You, d- you didn't know it, huh? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I did.
0: <laughs> it was somewhere. You know, it somewhere in his brain.
2: You know that you can't lick your own elbow. Yeah, I knew. I, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. why I was my bad. There's got to be somebody
1: who can.
0: Like who has f- small arms, like freakishly small yeah. arms. It's got
2: to be
1: freakishly.
0: All right. Okay. You want to get in the fills?
2: I guess not. Mike seems perturbed by it. Um, but I'm going to get into it anyway. (laughs) 75 and 53, maybe. So
0: where are we on your bet?
2: We're 11 wins away. They have like 25 more games. They're going to win like 40% of their games, which I mean, they, they will do. Mm -hmm. They're going to get 86 wins. Mm -hmm. Um, Two rough series. They, lost. they got swept by Gabe Kapler and the Giants. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I think it was at home, too. And the series before that, I think they lost two of three to the Arizona Diamondbacks, <laughs> who, who, who stink. I mean, both of those teams are terrible. But, you know, they rallied. They came back, and they just took two of three from the Marlins, although last night was a, was a bad loss. They were up. Four to three in the fifth, they end up losing six to two or six to five. Like the Marlins scored like two runs in the top of the ninth on a on a bad play by Reese Hoskins. Mm. So,
0: isn't he a bad fielder? Yeah, which like so like
2: we knew that like we knew going into the season that we're going to lose a few games because of our defense. Yeah, and I mean that just is what happened happened, last time. Yeah.
1: So haven't they been really bad since Harper Harper returned? Probably
2: I'd have to go back and check, but yeah, re, like their last ten games, they're three and seven. Oof.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking at this. They're only two and a half games ahead of the uh, Brewers for the final wild card. Yeah, Is I mean it's right? close. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, they're out. I mean the Brewers. The, <laughs> they
2: yeah they should they should be better than the Brewers. They should they have a game in hand on the Brewers, so they're fine. They're golden. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're
1: golden. They're gonna make
2: the playoffs, dude. Their schedule stinks. Like they have the wash. They have the. They just wrapped up with the Marlins. They got the Nationals, the Marlins again, Braves, Blue Jays, Braves, Cubbies, <laughs> Nationals, Astros. Like they, sh- yeah, they're gonna get 86 wins. That'll get them in the playoffs. Don't sweat it, Mike. We're going. We're going. You'll be watching playoff baseball.
0: Okay. I don't think Mike's sweating it. We got birds this weekend. Yeah. Oh, nothing
2: to really that. talk
1: about, though. No, right?
0: not until our next pod.
2: I mean, the only thing I'll bring up, <laughs> since you guys have nothing to talk about, because you don't listen to Sports Talk Radio.
0: <laughs> and my life is better for it. Yeah.
2: Like, I'm listening to the guy today. He's like, like they're talking about, you know, they're going to be 10-7, and 7, they're going to be 11-6, and 6, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're speculating. And the one guy on the radio is like, they're a good team. I'm like, how can you say they're a good team? Like, they had, they were 9-6 and six last year. they snuck into the playoffs. They got their asses kicked in the playoffs. I mean, I know they've added new pieces, but they haven't played one game as a new team.
1: But I, don't, I think it's fair to call a team a good team, meaning on paper. Yeah. That's what he's saying, or whoever is saying it, right? Who cares about on paper?
2: Like, if that's what he's saying? If that's what he's saying, like, they're a good team on paper... Who
1: cares? You do because you listen to sports talk. <laughs> no, Radio. I don't. I don't.
2: I don't care about my team on paper. Well, like nobody does. I mean, no, but that's, but,
1: that's just t- sports talk.
0: Yeah, and the, the season hasn't started. No games have been played. What else are they going to discuss? It just
2: needs to be worded differently. <laughs> I think they can be a good team this year. Not they're a good. Not making the statement. They're a good team. This is a
0: weird thing to be like.
2: It's it's petty, but I'm... <laughs> it's petty, but. Dude, if they if they beat up on the on the Lions on Sunday, like they win forty to seven, you're cool with it. I'm cool with like they look like they're going to be a good team. They're a good team. They just beat another professional football team by like thirty eight
0: points. So when at what point are they a good team? When the season's completed and you no, have
2: no, I mean, I think if we get a couple games under our belt and we know, like you know, we we. It's a bad loss to whatever team. Like we're better than that. You know, once you've gotten a sense for like how good Jalen Hurts is, who is the key to this season, because we know all the other guys can play, right? We know AJ Brown can play. We know Devontae Smith can play. We know our offensive line is good. Like those are all known factors. The unknown is Jalen Hurts. And if he sucks this year,
1: they lose. So you, you do fantasy football, right? Have you ever said to yourself, wow, I got a good team here? <laughs> on paper. <laughs> yeah. On paper. But, so
2: you're you're. But I haven't made a blanket statement to, like, the universe.
0: Oh, the universe. We're going to call the listeners of, like, WIP the universe? Yeah, I mean, they're a very
2: oh, God. dynamic group. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. You want to get in the coach's corner? OK, so for the Coach's Corner, we, um, we wanted to talk about kind of a specific topic. We often come across public forums where people seek financial advice. MarketWatch is a website. Uh, it's a pretty popular one. Of the example of this. Um, we receive solicitations from different outlets asking for um, us as advisors to kind of answer some of these questions people have. And what we wanted to discuss today is how difficult that really is—the idea that that people are seeking kind of specific, you know, they have specific questions, they're looking for specific answers, but they're asking them to kind of a broad-based forum, um, and how difficult it is for us to maybe respond properly.
2: Yeah, and I—I I mean, I'm guilty of it as well, analogous to other. Other areas com- yeah other areas like i know i've spoken to like doctor friends of mine Like, do my shoulder like <laughs> it really hurts like here and here what do you think that is and they look at me like dude i have no idea do you have a headache as well and does your lower back hurt because if if, if it's that then you have cancer if it's if you don't have those symptoms then you probably tore your rotator cuff so i know i'm guilty of it in in other areas and i'm not saying that we're as important as doctors or as lawyers, but I know that I've made that mistake as well. And it's not like, dude, my my car's making this noise. Okay, we know that it's probably your alternator.
1: Did you just put lawyers ahead of us? us? Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, I was just trying to be humble.
1: Okay. (laughs) I would never like lump lawyers into that. Like, you you know, most important. Anyway. You just alienated all 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 of our lawyer (laughs)
2: listeners. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> not loyal listeners, lawyer listeners. <laughs> um,
0: the example that we discussed was um, it was from NAPFA, which is a not, uh, it's an organization for fee only financial advisors, and they send emails to us advisors who are registered on their platform. And this email was from a reporter who is working on a story and would like insights to a particular situation. And then it's a couple of lines about a husband and wife. My wife and I need help. We're in our 50s selling our home, working full time. Um, How could a financial advisor help us? Like we we get like three lines of information about those people. Um, We want to maximize what we have. How can a financial advisor help us do that? That's That's it.
2: That's the line. We want to maximize what we have. Like, where do you even start? Yeah. My, my first question is, what do you mean by that? Like, yeah. what you, when you say I want to maximize what we have, what do, what do you mean by that? Does that mean you want to get the most growth possible on your investments? Or does that mean you want to achieve all the goals that you have outlined for yourselves? Like, I just don't, I, I don't know where to start when people have those questions.
0: I, I think oftentimes, if it's presented to us this way, there there's no answer, there's a follow-up question. There's follow up series of questions. Um and and I think it would be doing a disservice to anybody attempting to answer that without asking more questions.
1: Yeah, like the the how can a financial advisor help us or me? I think the answer to that question is first we need to know whether you can be helped. Yeah. Right? Like there are people who can't be helped because they don't take the advice or they don't Execute on it, or they don't um, allow someone else to do it on their behalf, or whatever it is. Because there's dozens of things that have to go into the answer to those questions. It's not. I mean, I would say, well, uh, first you're selling your house. You find a realtor. You know, <laughs> number one. I mean, it's it's silly these these little things. And there's it, we. It gets back to the Susie Orm and Dave Ramsey yeah. stuff where. Um, an audience member or a caller has a similar thing with with like two lines of facts about their their situation and they're expecting and they get it they get an answer from Suze or Dave um, which is worth nothing without the context of all the other stuff that's going on Okay,
2: what
0: how can people feel good about any response they get
1: yeah
2: they can't because the response to that, <clears throat> to that person, how can a financial planner help us? Well, a good financial planner is going to help you maximize what you have. They're going to uncover things that you're not doing to the best of your ability and make sure that you do them and hold you accountable. They're going to make sure you maximize all your savings, all your protection planning, all your estate plan. They're going to maximize every part of your plan that you're doing. They want specifics, though
0: right that doesn't help that doesn't that, answer their question that, that,
2: that that's like you're dodging my question
0: yes yes
2: and what do you charge <laughs> you know I mean? like that's their that's their follow-up yeah i mean i think it's i'm surprised that the Susie Ormonds and the dave Ramsey's of the world still exist because it's such kind of male practice to me yeah to be answering those questions when you really you need to dig in like it's it's if i want to lose weight like how do i do that well Don't eat for two weeks. I mean, that's that's a there's 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 one one option. Yeah, Yeah, like there's so much more to it. Yeah. So I don't know how those platforms still exist, especially like as a fiduciary, you can't answer that question.
0: I mean, but we're not. We get this stuff from from clients too. I mean, I now not about their own situation. I got an email recently where a client asked about their kid's situation. My Son just got a new job. He has his old 401k and he wants to cash it out and pay down debt. What should he do? That was it. Do you feel bad like not answering? No. I I said, I can't answer this question with just what you've shared. If it's an important enough conversation, that's what we should what we should do. I haven't heard a response from the person. And, and I mean, but we we get that from our clients who know how much information we have on them, how many questions we have to ask. So it's not just people who are kind of DIYers seeking, I'll say
2: random advice. It's it's people who know what we do. It's, dude, even if they're like, how much can I put in a Roth IRA this year? Yeah. I don't know. How much money do you make? Yeah. You might not be able to put any. Yeah. Like it's not even that black and white. Like it's not $6,500. No, that's not the answer. It right. may not be... Cause then you may tell that person they may make three fifty a year, put money in a Roth IRA, and they got to pull it back out. Like yeah. it's so complicated. It just. You, I remember my mechanic. Like I dropped my car off, and he was taking me to work, and he's like, "Hey, um, I got ten grand. Like, what should I put it in?" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like sitting in like the passenger seat, and I'm like, ah, ah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot more questions I need to ask to to be able to like guide you the right way oh i mean but like if i'm just gonna invest i'm like do you know what just put it in the total stock stock market i mean i yeah. don't know i don't know
0: i we touched on that a little last pot i feel like um i don't remember exactly how we got there but it was that question that we got to get answered most often you know if i have a little money to invest what should i do with it
2: yeah <laughs> like what what like what should i be doing different now like what should i be putting money in like that's everybody wants to know like it's either what's the hot like investment that you guys know about or it's these more broad questions um yeah my kid's going to college in a few years like how should we like what's the, how do we maximize like
1: scholarship yeah, grants yeah, yeah, yeah. Scholarship. how do we
2: maximize grants like I don't
0: the know. college one is hysterical to me i feel like that's something we come across kind of often yeah when people come here and they're you know the kids enrolling in the fall and it's june what should i do Write a check, <laughs> or go to a bank and ask for money. Like there's send nothing. Your, send you can your kid do. to
1: Penn State. I got this. I mean, it's funny. It's, this is a a friend who called me, um, you know, a month or two months before the semester started. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess the tuition bill was was showing up, and this isn't somebody I I know anything about their personal mm-hmm. situation in detail at all. Hey, uh. How do I do? What what should I do? Like, what do you mean, what should you do? <laughs> and then he's like, I, I'm thinking about maybe I should just like tap my uh, retirement account, which I think is all that there was yeah. or is. And I, I'm just like, hey, I, I, I got no answer for you if, if you think I'm just going to like be able to answer that yeah. question right now without knowing a single thing about what you have, what you're doing and where like. It was panic, but it was a panic call. Yeah, yeah. I hate yeah. to laugh at it, but it's 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 kind of funny to me when we get
2: those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like the the takeaway is like if if you have a question like that, if you're going to engage with a financial planner, you have to be prepared to like share all of your information. Yeah, because no like reputable advisor is going to answer the question unless they see your tax return, unless they know where all your money is, unless they know how much money you make. I mean, they ha- we have to know everything, and you mm-hmm. have to be prepared to share that if you want a serious, thoughtful, advisable answer.
0: Yeah, and it should be a red flag if someone isn't requesting that information or following up with additional questions, because then it's likely, hey, I have a quick, easy solution for you that's going to pay me some form of commission. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah someone's just going
2: to answer it, run yeah. away.
0: The next topic is based on a conversation we recently had that got us thinking about personal money habits and where they derive from. We were speaking with a woman who was divorced early in her life and raised two children on her own. She worked extremely hard to care for a family and now has a lot of pride in what she has um, and what she's not really willing to accept in terms of help from others. So we thought the topic for today could be you know, experiences, um, how you were raised, the different things that maybe shape and form our money habits.
2: Yeah, this one's an extreme example, I'd say. I mean, it she,
0: feels extreme recently, yeah, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean
2: she was with her 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 new man for many years, recently married him, and over the last decade or two, like is unwilling for him to cover expenses she has to split them 50 50 and she's got no money Uh like she's going to run out of money splitting expenses with Uh him because she's too proud to just let him because he's got a different situation than her yeah um and it's just everybody has their own everyone has their own i mean we have multi-million dollar clients who don't spend a penny right like literally don't spend a penny like have holes in their shirts we have depression baby clients who same thing like do not spend money we have i don't even know what generation i am what am i x x so like 30 40 no. year olds
0: yeah x your x
2: right 35 to 50 year olds that just they they make hundreds of thousands of dollars and spend every dollar mm-hmm. and don't save like mm-hmm. it, it it's crazy it's not crazy to me it's just very interesting it's interesting yeah as a as an advisor seeing all these different people and these different methodologies they have with their money and part of our job is trying to correct it and it's pretty much impossible
0: I I think maybe more than correct it's it's acknowledged that like and I think that's more that's more of the nuance in financial planning is that what applies to you to Jeff doesn't apply to you yeah. Mike doesn't apply to me Megan. And I think good advisors have to accept that, that that the way people think about their money is different, you know, person to person. Um,
2: That's like front of mind for us. Yeah. That's like the, the main things we deal with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> do we have any other examples? You named a
1: few. Um, do you yeah. I've a, so I have a good friend, um, and getting back to like the habits that they... That were maybe ingrained in them, or they grew up around. So he he ended up um, being very successful, creating a business that is worth a lot of money, and he has he has I mean, fin- million financially secure um, from that standpoint. But this same guy, and and he also will will easily make sizable investments in like startups and risky ventures that are pitched to him from his you know whoever he's talking to. But at the same time, he won't spend 30 cents on a golf tee, right? Like he's... he's that's because that's a ridiculous price for a golf tee. I think well, you're like five I, I, <laughs> A bag, a bag of tees. But, <laughs> but I mean, the, the the day-to-day cheapness is off the charts. Mm-hmm. And that yet this is a person... And I, and, I, and I think about that and I think that he's... Those are habits that he grew up or around and in yeah. and, and never will leave him. Even though he has this, you know, personal balance sheet, I'll say that that would not be consistent with someone who um, is seeking out the two for one coffee deals. You know, I, I, I can't. The cheapness is the one I can't wrap my brain around. I just I can't wrap my brain
2: around it. Like it's there's 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 two differences about that, right? You have the the wealthy people that are cheap, but it's cheap in in one way or another. It's like um they're trying to sell me that sweater, but it's three hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. I'm not gonna spend that. Versus I need a new sweater, there's one for thirty dollars. Mm, I'll just right. wear this one. <laughs> right. Like that's yeah. a different kind of cheap. Yeah. Like I don't like being ripped off. Mm-hmm. I have certainly have no problem spending money, but I don't like being ripped off. It's more the principle. It's but we see a lot of the wealthy that Dude, you don't have to go for the two for one deal. You don't have to go, dude. I bumped into X clients, at like like multimillionaires, at like the four thirty like, what is it? Like five o'clock happy hour at places. Like you don't need <laughs> and like sneaking a glass of wine that I bought them out the front door because like hey we were leaving but Jeff bought us a glass of wine let's just take that with us we don't want to waste that like dude what's
1: wrong with you Yeah, I can't wrap my brain around the cheap the cheap side of it I think maybe for a lot of people you know that were made that way or became that way or were taught that way no matter how financially successful they become or financially secure they become that part never leaves them do they have an advisor uh, I would say an advisor. No, the 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 individuals that this person works with are like the the Goldman guy or like the private equity guy who's pitching a, a deal and that sort of thing.
2: And I'm asking that because an advisor would sit down and like
1: explain to this person how much money you have. This is what it would, I don't think like, that would do. it. You don't think that would matter? Nothing. It would not matter at all. This is this is the stripes Ingrained. of the person. Like I, talking
2: I mean. about goals and legacy and yourself and you know using your money like to create experiences for yourself and your family and your le- like. A good advisor can maybe maybe move the needle a little bit with that guy. Is my
1: point. I, I don't, but I think that's separate from because those things may be happening, like the those big things, but the day to day little nickel and dimey things that are just unbelievable for a person of means to be you know to be kind of spending a lot of time to avoid the you know I'll drive I'll drive an extra 20 miles so I don't have to pay the toll or something like that like yeah. those kind of things
2: yeah I have a, a, a person I know and him and his wife are completely on different sides like they're not I don't think they're rolling in it but they're not Broke. They're not poor, and garage door needs to stay down. Lights need to stay off. Thermostat needs to go up one more degree. Like, <laughs> and he's blown away by it. Uh-huh. Like, and he talks to me about it. Like, oh my god! Like, and it drives him crazy. <laughs> like, but it's it's you have to just understand. Like you said earlier, yeah. like everyone is different. Their approach to money is different. Uh-huh. And it's and like we have to figure that out. What. What makes people tick when it comes to money early in the relationship? Yeah. And I said earlier, like, try to correct it. Maybe not correct it, but get them to maybe see what, or like you used the word acknowledge. Let, like, be honest with them. Like, look, man, you are, you're one of those people that just has a lot of money and you have it because you worked hard to accumulate it and you, and you, didn't, you didn't spend and that's why you have it. But then what's the point? Now we have to teach you how to spend your money. And then it's okay to spend your money.
0: I, I think it's i mean, it's definitely generational too, right? I mean, I I work with people who are the children of depression people, right? But then I personally in my community is thirty to thirty five years old and the mentality around money is far more spend first now. Like life is now we want to experience now instant gratification so i think that that's going to continue to be part of this as well and i don't want to like you know generalize too much but i look at my friends and there's a much different consideration around like retire like i don't need to save for retirement i'm not going to be here that You know, it's like i don't i don't need to think about that yet um So that's what's interesting to me is that now my group is kind of in a place where people are making decent money and they're able to afford to do kind of what they want when they want. And it's, it it maybe gets a little bit too extreme. You know, people get a little bit irresponsible with spending and in my, you know, kind of view of it. And that's not judgmental. It's just, it just is. Right. so I'm kind of I see the opposite with my friends. It's like no one's cheap, but like no one <laughs> thinks about, right? Like what's being spent, what their credit card bill is. So it's again, I think the the kind of generational and like the kind of life mentality plays a lot into it. Like what what are your priorities? And if it's not to think about your kind of future self, then it's very much a spend first mentality
2: now. And where do you think for your generation cuz the the generation before you didn't have that. Like where do they pick that up? Social media. Okay. I
0: think a lot of the influence of like what other people are doing, keeping up with the Joneses, wanting to be the the traveler, the spender, have the nicest thing. We live in a comparison culture and I think it it gets to people whether they're willing to admit it or not. I think it's like I want the nicer thing, I want the the newest car, I want the nicest house, even if it's stretching um, financially, I think that that's an element of my generation growing up and and you know having money for the first time. It's, I think, it's our biggest kind of obstacle is not trying to like compare yourself to everybody else.
2: Yeah, I guess the the idea that we make more money. Than our parents probably made um, like even like you know right out of college like you're making a decent living whereas 20, 30 years ago I mean y- you had to struggle like people worked hard and didn't make a whole lot of money and had to Jeff, save you're talking about me 20, 30 years ago that's me <laughs> <laughs> so, but remember I'm in the room too. I'm still in the isn't room isn't
0: that all relative I don't
2: I don't think so Meg I mean like well, I'm thinking about our clients some of our our, our financial coach group clients like I hear the stories like we wor- we busted our asses working we both worked and we never took vacations we never took time off we saved every dollar we lived paycheck to paycheck like they didn't pe- both work
0: people, that generation okay, maybe maybe did that not maybe work. that
2: was the difference whereas like today yeah. like kids are like oh i worked so hard i just need to like go party now like <laughs> dude the generation before you like worked hard and like didn't party
0: but but like there's a balance right because we're now dealing with multi multi-millionaires who don't have anything to show for it they have no life experiences right. and here we are at 70 and 75 trying to will them to do something more with their money i'm not saying my generation and like let's go party and that's not where all of the money's going i'm not saying that's the right answer either there has to be a balance between doing now experiencing now but also Recognizing that you know your seventy-year-old self will thank you for doing some saving or something. Yeah,
2: um, and I think the challenge is going to be this other generation is going to die, and they're going to leave a lot of money to this generation that yeah. has no skills when it comes to yes. money management yes. and budgeting and all that stuff.
0: And I, you're right. I completely agree
2: with that. Susan. Like that's going to be a huge challenge for yes. us when the 55, 60 year sixty-year-old who has no money now, all of a sudden, inherits a million five, and like, oh yeah. We did everything right, man. Look, yeah. I'm a multimillionaire now. Like, right. dude, you had no money right. like two
1: days ago. Right. I agree. I think that's a good point. Yeah, that's I agree not completely. talked about very often the um, the lack of competence on the part of a lot of that that demographic. Yeah. Who is going to inherit? Yeah. Um, something. Yeah.
2: I'm yeah. interested to see how that yeah. transition of wealth turns out.
0: Yeah, because I feel like everything that we talk about is just the amount of money. Right. Right. It's like this is generational whatever but no one talks about the actual execution of it or what's going to happen when it happens. All right. Moving on. What's next? Uh, We have vacation rentals to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, The article Seven Things Your Airbnb Host Won't Tell You was just kind of a topic that we wanted to maybe more specifically discuss. Um, Good and bad experiences with airbnbs vrbo's renting your buddy's shore house any uh any good stories
1: jeff you have a lot right
2: i have a few i mean i have one like we rented this place in fort myers for melissa's 40th i mean the place was awesome
0: it was beautiful
2: my issue was i was doing some like research prior and the this. management company, you know, i find out who the management company is of the property cuz we got to like you know, get access to the place. And it's run by this guy and he's like like fresh out of jail. And he looks like a thug and you know, just it, it raised some concern for me. Um i remember talking to people about it before we went and one guy I was talking to was like, dude, i wouldn't go. Wouldn't like, go you yeah. don't you don't go. Um yeah, couldn't get a whole lot of information on on him, but were it was enough that I was able to co- like conclusively determine in jail for specific offenses. Fresh out, works for mom or dad's company now, managing property, and I'm like, ooh. So that's like you have free access to like.
0: Right, that's the these, concern.
2: Yeah, all these properties. Yeah. So, turns out place was great. Yeah, place was awesome other than the fact that like couldn't get the front door to like work from the standpoint of like lock. (laughs) So that definitely had me concerned on my stay. Like at at night I was concerned going to bed, like knowing that the front door like doesn't lock. And there's a potential criminal (laughs) that knows this. (laughs) And knows Uh, we're there. But that was, I would say other than that, a good experience. We had another experience renting a, like a condo in Sea Isle, New Jersey. Um, all is going well. And then like we all go to the beach one day, like probably later in the day, like three o'clock and ended up staying till like six. Let's go home. We start making dinner. Everybody's showering up and just toilets and showers are just overflowing water into the condo all over shutting people down like stop showering don't flush toilets we're all like we're all sandy except for the two people that were showering long story short the plumber that came out can't fix it i mean the place we, we we're told we can't stay there yeah so speaking to the owner of the property and i'm fairly level-headed person so I'm not like upset I'm not yelling I'm not mad at the person I'm just like man you're shit happens yeah like you have water like we've done our best to make sure it doesn't get on the hardwoods it stays in the master bath and not all over the master bedroom Um guy was nice enough to say look I have he, he did what he was supposed to do and this is what I would I what I would imagine should be done if I'm the owner of that condo because it's now Wednesday or Thursday we have it till Saturday he says I have another property you know, a, like a block down the road, you can go there. You can stay there. It's above a pizza shop. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, and we were like, "No, we're, we're we're good. We're not. I'm not packing on un- moving to another place. Unpacking." He's like, "Well, regardless whether you go there or not, I'm refunding you for the whole week." And that's, in my opinion, what should be done. Yeah. We ended up now. It's eleven o'clock at night when this. When all the dust settled, we were like, Mastro's, pack it up. And like packed everybody up. We were out the door by like 1130, got all the spices out of the cabinets. We were home by like 132 o'clock. But it was it was like a disaster.
0: Yeah, it's awful.
1: Absolute disaster. (laughs) You've never had an experience like that? No, I mean, we rented um, before we, we had a place we rented every summer in, you know, Avalon, whatever, Stone Harbor. The same place? it no, always was a different place, every time. And never had an issue as a renter at all. They were all smooth. Um, and then even VRBOs we would do like in another state, here and there, never an issue. In, in Paris we did one, um, it was fine. But as someone who has had renters, mm-hmm. um, in fact, like we didn't rent it this summer in part because I was just too concerned about there was going to be an issue that maybe something would break on our end and I'd have to deal with it, but more so just getting really cranky and, you know, jerks that, yeah. that, that were rude and demanding. Like we had, cause we never had, um, that same renter, like every, like for a, a month or two weeks, whatever it was every year. And we could, you could. Really, rely that yeah. Yeah. they they love the place and they're they're nice people. Um, last year was a sour taste because we had getting phone calls like, "Why is there not a hair dryer in every bathroom?" Oh, I remember that. And it's like, you think this is a hotel? I mean, what what? And and you know, a lot of stuff like that that was just so annoying. And, we
2: paid six thousand yeah, this week. Yeah. We should have hair dryers. It's like, sorry to make that voice. It's it, could like, have, uh, it could have been the guy bitching about
1: it. <laughs> yeah. So being the owner also has its own set of challenges like I, it's like it's very like off-putting to even want to deal with that stuff unless it's the same same renter every time i i would say
2: as an as an owner that would rent to people have you ever thought of you know i'm just going to like give a deal to like friends we have done that 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 way like i know my friend isn't going to bust my balls they'll probably handle a problem on their on their own or if there is an issue they won't bring it up to me i mean that way it's
1: we haven't really rented it to friends, but people that we know we have. People that we know, but we're not like people that we don't hang out with them. Right. And the one time we did that, the place was disgusting. They left oh it disgusting. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. And so it's like, ugh, okay, we're not doing that again. Um, yeah, it's icky. So I would say like for friends, I would be like, hey, if you want it, the place is empty. If you want to use it, yeah. it's, what, it's yours. You know, I'm, I'm not in the rental business um, we'll, we'll probably rent it again at some point, but I'm, I don't, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, I have a buddy
2: that we went to Toronto for something and he got an Airbnb and I remember, so we have to be at like the, the symposium we're going to like the next morning at like, you know, we get in on Friday we're going to be there Saturday at like 8 a.m. And you got like a knock on the door at like three o'clock in the morning like someone else had the Airbnb. Like they double booked him oh, and man. ended up like booting him at three o'clock in the morning.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, I think most of the time they go fairly smooth, right?
0: I've used Airbnb a ton uh, here internationally and I've had maybe two or three weird bad, I don't even know if, Bad. one we rented a house in the Poconos a bunch like with a group of like 15 people and I mean, we were very misled by the pictures right mm-hmm. like they look the house looked beautiful and gorgeous and new and updated and it was a trash can
2: I think that's what this article talked a little bit about
0: now we we were okay with it like we were looking for a place to hang out to like you know go skiing one day we didn't need super super nice. But it was a little bit off-putting, obviously, to like just it, we didn't even know if we were at the right house. Like it was that dramatic, and then it was dirty. Like we weren't confident that like the sheets were cleaned, you know. So there's those types of things. There was like a hole in the wall that like led to the outside. <laughs> so there were, we were like. What I- I'm picturing is just. <laughs> it's pretty much probably exactly what you're picturing. So that was that was not great. We stayed, but you know, did you?
2: Do you like Yelp after and like, or post a review like this is super misleading like so other people don't
0: yeah so when we got there we contacted the host right away and we were basically like what the what is this we we're like there's no clean sheets there's a hole in the wall there was a pair of like dirty underwear in one of the bathrooms like so we made all of that very like them aware of that as soon as we checked in um, and then yeah the at the the way the Airbnb site works is they ask for your feedback immediately after and they're like it, pretty much was it clean does it look like what they said it would look like did they have linens towels like all of the things that you expect and we're just like no across the board like wouldn't stay here again now they don't post like the way that airbnb's algorithm works your reviews Obviously, the best ones are what land on the site, the first page. Someone would have to click through to see a poor review. But um, another experience, we were staying in Atlanta, and it was in a high-rise building. We get to the building, and then I get a message from the Airbnb host saying, I can't meet you at the building. Meet us at meet at the bar down the street. And I was like
2: <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that like doesn't sound
0: great. No, it's daytime and I mean my boyfriend was with me, but we were both like, It's like sketchy. Yeah. Um but we also had nowhere else to say and it was a I mean it was a apartment building where you needed a fob to even get in the front door.
2: So we go to the bar. The I can't meet you at the building. Yeah. But I can meet you at the bar down the street. Yeah.
0: So we get okay. there and we're like, what's this for? Why can't we meet you at the address of the place? And he's like, oh, well, it's an apartment building that I lease. There's no Airbnb rentals allowed. I was like, are we going to get in trouble for being here? He's like, no, no, no. Just if anybody asks, don't say you're Airbnb. <laughs> and I was like, okay, can we just have the keys, please? So he
2: didn't want to exchange there. You didn't want anybody to see that? Happen. Right.
0: So we got in. It was fine. But then I had to meet him at the bar down the street to give him his keys back
2: again. So that was weird. Yeah. That's and
0: right, there was yeah. nothing on the on the page about like, hey, this is going to be some sort of like secret key exchange.
2: So it was weird. Yeah. I think it's kind of, you know, unfortunately, with like the technology is awesome. The fact that you can rent places, you can rent out rooms in your house is awesome. It's just hit or miss, man. You're either going to, you can, Mm -hmm. you can find a gold mine or you can find the hole in the wall place. And it's, it's a risk you run, I
0: think, for the experience because, yeah, you go to the hotel and hotels are great. But when you have a group of 15 people, hotels are tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, um, just one quick thing we're, we're trying to book uh, a ski trip out west in the, um, right after the new year and you know, it's funny we were just talking about this because there's let's look at the hotels and the mm-hmm. you know the, the condos or the stuff that's like sponsored by the mountain and we ended up like or i should say Pam ended up like looking at a bunch of vrbos and she's like i don't know i found one but same thing like it's risky because yeah, you yeah. don't know what you're going to get when you show up there so we ended up in um just bailing on the whole vrbo airbnb thing altogether. For that yeah. reason.
0: yeah. I've basically come to the conclusion that like if it's more than four people in a group, we'll look for something bigger. Mm-hmm. But if it's just two or four people, like just get hotel rooms.
2: Yeah. Good advice, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Top five restaurant chains.
1: So this includes sit down. This includes takeout. Oh, yeah. This includes... Every flavor of "quote unquote" restaurants, yeah. right? As eating establishments. That's, that's, how, eating I, that's how I Eating establishments. establishments. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty all encompassing.
0: Yeah, because I have two that i I was unsure about, but now I feel more comfortable <laughs> okay.
1: after you just said that.
0: I'm
2: not going first. I'll go first. Okay. I got Seasons 52.
1: I knew it. I knew it.
2: <sighs> it's a great. It's a great chain. Ah. I got Del Friscos. Okay. They're fantastic.
0: Yeah, I like that.
2: I got bonefish. I knew knew you it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Friggin' Jeff and Melissa sponsored by Jeff and Melissa Estronardo.
2: Boston Market. Oh,
0: ew! ew.
1: You're kidding oh. me. I love Boston It's amazing. They're still in business. <laughs> Are they even? Yeah, there's <laughs> one in Westchester.
0: <laughs> that is shocking to me. And IHOP.
2: Oh, love an IHOP too. Oh my I mean, I love an IHOP for breakfast. Really? Oh, they got like strawberry syrup. They got all different flavors. It's fantastic.
1: All right, I'm gonna go. I'll go next. I got no overlap there. Um, I didn't think you would. I'm gonna throw Capital Grill on. Yeah. You know, as a Mm. steakhouse. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put one fast food joint on here. Wendy's. It was all mine. Just because, like, if you, if you break down Wendy's, the to me they have their bur- if you want a burger, it's it's I like it, it's good. I think the frosty better alone than, gets them on the list. Their fries are great, and then they have chicken sandwiches. If You want the to get spicy one of those?
2: chicken sandwiches? Phenomenal! It's
1: better than like almost any other. Uh, Absolutely, ha- hands down. All right, We're I put Wendy's above McDonald's, Burger yeah. King. I put them above. Yeah, all. I, I, I'm with you. I've got. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Jersey Mike's. I've Megan's never, Megan's I've never I, they I'm not very good.
2: curious Are they good?
1: Our, our kids, Trash cans Our kids love it And I tried it once or twice And I'm, I'm a fan what, Are
2: they just like hoagies? It's like yeah.
1: cheesesteaks And you know Stuff you like that You get
2: cheesesteaks? Yeah It's, it's yeah. hot and cold? Yeah Interesting And,
0: and Not then, better than Primo Not better than
1: California. I had Primo on my are you backup you
2: just doing list. your list right now No I don't have either of
1: those um, And my last one I'm going to go with This is a little niche But I love the um, The Auntie Anne's pretzels <laughs> Ugh. Dude, they're good. They're, they're so, so good. good. So good. That's a great one. Yeah. I
2: don't uh, know if that's really considered a restaurant.
1: It's a chain. I mean. Yeah.
0: He said eating establishment. Which it would be is like I D, said. It would
2: be like DQ. Q. That was almost yeah. on my list. I thought about
0: Cold Stone. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Hey.
2: You said DQ, right? Yeah. You called it Cold Stone?
0: No, Cold Stone's another I, ice I cream that's place. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So I had Seasons Fifty Two and I had Annie Ann's. Um mm-hmm. I'm going to see your Wendy's and raise you Shake Shack because Ooh, it is far superior burgers. I've never had. I've never had. I agree that Wendy's has more of a variety, but the food at Shake Shack, okay. better. That's a good one. Probably. Um. Also, Popeye's. <laughs> oh
2: my Yeah.
0: Their chicken sandwich. I've never had. Yeah, it's good.
2: Elite. They still have biscuits, right? Yeah. I mean, Roy Rogers was would have been on my list except there's only one at like like the turnpike the, the like Farley, exit 210 <laughs> and have never eaten there
0: <laughs> okay so popeye's shake shack annie and seasons 52 and i can get down with a red robin burger
1: oh uh, <laughs> all right i got a little red robin story <laughs>
0: no 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 don't tell me don't tell me
2: <laughs> you can tell me off the air
1: okay is it gross well, I got a chicken sandwich that was fresh out of the package that hadn't been cooked at all, and I okay, took well, a bite I, into it.
0: Oh! Mm-hmm. I mean, I normally get burgers. Like, okay. it
1: was raw or it was frozen? It was fully raw. Oh!
0: It's devastating. Yeah.
1: So I... Not, my, on, my, not on your my list. my one and only Red Robin, <laughs> Robin. visit. All right. All, right.
2: all right. Well, thanks for listening. See
0: ya. See ya.